Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bullissian. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Welcome back, or thanks for tuning in if this is your first time. I would like to introduce you to our guest today. Um, her name is Crystal. She is an amazing TTC warrior. She shared all the details of her journey, which are some incredible things that I had never heard of, actually. So very nice to sort of gain a bit of perspective of how unique people's journeys are, even though we are sort of on the same path of trying to make a baby. So I hope you enjoy it. She has an amazing attitude, super, super positive and fun. We do giggle a lot. And she shares with us details about her charity and especially her business that focuses on clean beauty products for anyone really but of course that you know her heart is with the TTC warriors and people struggling with infertility. Um, in the end of the interview she gives us a code for discount on the website and I totally recommend it. I'm actually wearing the Bloomis silky SPF 15 lip balm which is paraben free and dye free gluten free cruelty 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 <laughs> I can't speak cruelty free um yeah head out to the website all the details are on the notes and I hope you guys enjoyed this interview I'll see you on the other side Hello, Crystal. Welcome to the show. I am so happy that you're here today. Hi, Bianca. I am so happy to be here. I've listened to, I think, pretty much almost all your episodes, unless you released one this week. I didn't get to it this week. And they're really good. And your voice is really calming. And it's really, I don't know, I get, I love the energy you're, you give off with your voice. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that so means I'm excited that you had me. Yes, I'm excited that you're here. That means a lot because as you know, I think no one is actually like really comfortable with their voice. So that is a great compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I would like to just start um, with a little preamble of uh, how we met, which was such um, like serendipity for me because it was the first time coming to the Canadian Fertility Show. And I've been in my journey for so long and I've been through a lot and I have grown a lot as a, as a person, as a, as a woman, as like the mother I want to be. And I really wanted to like show up a bit more um, in, on those, on sort of that community. And I always had in mind that I wanted to do something to, to help people in the community. 
But of course, at the time that I was at doing um, restarting uh, tests and treatments and stuff, it was a bit overwhelming to like start a sponsorship program or a charity or um, even like a beauty product line, right? That is like so (laughs) special for both of us. Um, So, and then I meet you and you're like, all of that in one package. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. So instead of me trying to like start something from scratch, I'm just going to like attach myself to this like wonderful strong woman <laughs> and and learn everything that that she's gone through to create like this beautiful business and the community that you have that you help so much. And yeah, it, and of course COVID hit. So we were just on the verge of doing like the fundraiser and I was gonna participate on that. So hopefully, 2021 or 2022 um we'll we'll start um working on that again but i am super happy to like just just to have met you and i wanted to start with you just telling us um your story i know it's a long one and we'll try to to cover as best we can (laughs) yeah so if you don't mind sharing a bit like how your fertility journey started and then um how you you got to be here today Okay. Well, yes, I know when we met, I just like, I like your voice. I just loved your edgy and your vibe. And it was a really great day because it was like shortly after that show, we didn't see anybody else because COVID hit really hard. Right. So we're really lucky that show was there. Um, Yeah. It's going to look a little bit different this year. It's going to be all virtual, of course. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, so, oh, where did I start? Um, it's been about eight years now, I think moving. And, um, I didn't, I just thought because of my age, I went to my doctor and I thought, should I be worried? Should I do anything? What should we do? And she's like, oh no, but if you want, I'll send you to a fertility doctor just to like, see if you're ovulating properly and things like this. And honestly, Bianca, at that time, I was so naive. I didn't know anything. And so we went to the doctor. He gave us a dose of Clomid and we got pregnant that time. So I'm like, see, there's no problem. <laughs> like, And so I honestly didn't think anything was wrong. I just like, yeah, it's life, whatever, you know, I'm pregnant. So for the first ultrasound, I went and even told my husband, don't even bother coming because it's fine. Like whatever, you can come to the next one. And he was flying back from Montreal, I think that day. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And I went in and I'll never forget. And I say this in like, I know the clinic cringes when I say this, but the ultrasound tech said, and we were in one of the satellite offices or clinics, right? So there was not a doctor there that, that day. And she goes, oh no, oh no. Can you get dressed? Can you hurry up and get dressed? And you're like looking at those stupid tiles on the ceiling that we all look at. And you're like, what do you mean? What do you you mean? She's like, just get dressed. And she was all flustered. And I was like, did something happen? Is there like a fire? Because I'm not even Mm. thinking it's me at this point. I'm just thinking she's panicking and she's a professional. So she sends me out and the nurse says to me, there's no heartbeat. So we want you to come back in two weeks. Oh my God. I just looked at the date. So anyways, Bianca, it was December 18th. (laughs) Really? So 
Yeah, and I just looked at the date right now as I'm talking. Oh, <laughs> that's, well, yeah, that's crazy. crazy. That yeah, people, honestly. People will, will just be listening to this later. But okay, so just so yeah. you guys know, it's December 18th today. It is December wow. 18th today. And so they said, can you come back in a week and um, we'll do another test to see if there's a heartbeat? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And I was like panicking and I didn't understand because I was so naive. And then she goes, wait, December, it's going to be Christmas. We're closed. So can you come back sometime in between? And she treated it like it was just nothing. And I'm like, there's no heartbeat. What does that mean? What do I do? Is there going to be a heartbeat? Like what's happening, right? Like I had no idea. And she was so like nonchalant and like, just come back maybe like sometime because it's going to be Christmas. So I went back and I'm really... Um, positive thinker and mm-hmm. so I'm like you know what she's wrong she's wrong there they just made a mistake they they didn't know what they were looking at there's going to be a heartbeat so I went through Christmas pretending nothing was wrong trying to like just keep positive vibes and like let the baby keep going and then New Year's Day and I wasn't showing any spotting or symptoms or anything so I just kept thinking they're wrong So New Year's Day, I woke up at like four in the morning and I woke my husband up and said, let's go to the hospital. (laughs) And we went and we had an ultrasound done and they confirmed that there was no heartbeat and the pregnancy wouldn't be viable. So it was a crazy thing because we were talking just before that. The doctor had said that and I was like, what did I do? I ate sushi before we realized. And I was thinking it was the sushi I ate, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we always think it's like the one thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh no, it was like we ate sushi right before. I didn't know. <laughs> and he kept saying no. And my first question was, well, when can we try again? And then I, I remember saying to him, you must think I'm the most horrible person in the world because that was my instant question. Mm-hmm. And he, it was surprising. And he's like, that's the question I get 99% of the time right after yeah. it happens. And it's weird because as fertility warriors and sisters, we we do, we get knocked down so many times, but we keep getting up and fighting and we keep going for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, so, it is sometimes surprising even, like we were just talking before we started recording, it's, we surprise ourselves, I find, a lot of yeah. the times, right? At just how, yeah. oh, wow, like looking back, like how, like I've been through a lot like we've all been through a lot and how we just keep pushing and and finding that balance between you know feeling the pain but staying hopeful and and just keep moving forward yeah that's amazing so then what was his answer like how soon could you start again he he said we could try right like the next month as long as my cycle came back but he wanted to send me to the clinic Um, I didn't want to go to that clinic because I thought the way they handled it was really like how the ultrasound tech just like freaked out. So I switched clinics and they told me that uh, the One Fertility um, had like doctors on all the time because they work through McMaster Hospital. So I'm like, okay, so I switched clinics. So you know how you have to wait for your referral and do all this stuff, right? And then wait for your appointment. So I started going there and it seemed fine. And um, they did, I think they did an IUI first and I had a chemical pregnancy and then another chemical pregnancy. And then I had an, I think 
after like three or four chemical pregnancies with IUIs, I had um, an atopic pregnancy. And this time I was so nervous to get the ultrasound because I was so, you know, that fear, right? Like you're now, you're now built on fear and the numbers weren't rising as fast. So we go in and, and my husband was with me for sure this time. And the, you get to know the ultrasound text really good. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry, Crystal, we got this, we got this. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to call in the doctor. And she's like, okay, we need you to go to the hospital right away. It's an atopic, which I didn't really know anything about either at that time, mm-hmm. as we don't, right? We just kind of learn through everything we go through. Yeah. So they rush us to the hospital and they said it's stuck in my tube and they gave me a metatrexone, which is a form of chemo. So it really mm-hmm. kind of freaked me out. And the two nurses that administered the drugs, they were in like hazmat suits kind of thing. And I was like, what are you injecting in my body? And I'm a very... I like watch what I eat, like organic food. And I, I make sure all my skincare and, and products that we clean the house with is all like natural and organic. And I really fight to take an Advil or any kind of medication. Mm-hmm. So them coming and putting medication in my body was like, I was like freaking out yeah, <laughs> to I say can, the least. I can and imagine. they said, this is the only way unless you want to have surgery. And you know, if it ruptures, you could die, blah, blah, blah. So they did that. And then you have to watch your levels drop. And I go in for blood work every day and they kept dropping nicely. And I'm a pretty positive person. So people never know when I'm stressed. They always say, oh, do you ever get stressed? Like what's wrong with you? (laughs) I know you have so much energy and your voice (laughs) as well. Just so much energy and the the giggle. I love the giggle. It's, it's true. Yeah. So I can imagine the people around you probably had no idea, right? Everything that you were going through. No, not at all. Yeah. Nothing. So it kept dropping nicely. And then the doctor, I remember it was a Sunday morning and the doctor goes, you know what? Your levels are dropping so good. We aren't going to, um, you don't have to come every like three days now. Mm-hmm. And the point of the medication is because they wanted to save my tube. So I'm like, okay. So that next night, and which is re- this, is what you'll find interesting too, because I know you take care of your health and your body. They told me, well, the, the levels were dropping, so the chemo technically metatrexone could work. Told me to eat chicken fingers and fries and white bread and anything without folic acid. <laughs> so like no salads, no nothing. Okay. So wow. I literally was eating chicken fingers and fries all week. <laughs> so I remember coming home on the Monday and I was at work, I was coming home and my husband was going to, he, he worked back and forth. So he'd fly to Montreal all the time and he was leaving very early in the morning and he went to sleep and I was eating chicken fingers and my fries and my stomach had these pains, but I thought it was constipation. And I'm like, I've never been constipated in my life. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And so I went to the bathroom and I woke up and I was like on the floor in a sweat And my dogs were like beside me and I'm like, what? And I couldn't move. And it was like, I'm like, whoa. And I tried to yell to my husband, but I couldn't yell because when it's your stomach's in pain, I couldn't even like get yelling out. 
So I had my phone, thank goodness, on the floor. So I messaged the doctor and I said, what does constipation feel like? Like I've known people say like whatever and it feels like, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I, wa- I don't want to take a chance. So they, she rushed me. She made sure I could get my husband up. She met us at the hospital and they realized that they thought it was rupturing and I was in so much pain. Oh my God. Took about four or five days of me not eating, not doing anything because they didn't know if I would have to go into surgery, but they kept looking and my tube was clear. They finally realized it was on my ovary and it was an ovarian atopic, which is one in like, I think it said 65,000. Wow. So they rushed me to surgery and they did the surgery and they were so happy because they saved my tube. They took a dime size out of my ovary, but they saved my tube. So they were like really happy and Mm -hmm. I was really happy. I didn't really know what was going on at this point, but, and so that was good. So at that time I go back and while I was in the hospital, I had a marketing company and uh, my my brother was working for me and customers calling and suppliers and everything. And I said, just shut it down. Like, I can't, I don't care right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to like get better and know what's going on. So um, we, my husband actually sold the company in like a week and um, I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And I was trying to heal and just one thing led to another. And I started, um, I had a friend making those bath bombs. Yes. And I thought, and everybody kept telling me, and I was not a good meditator at that time. I was go, go, go type A crazy girl and not good at yoga, not good at meditation, not good at anything that was good for my body at that time. (laughs) Like I ran on caffeine 18 hours a day, (laughs) like no sleep, everything you should not do when you're trying to, to have a successful (laughs) adrenaline and cortisol and, and caffeine yeah. combo. Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah, my, my adrenals were probably like fright shot. Yeah. So I just was like, okay. So I, my friend was making these and she was on the phone and she was using my kitchen. So it was all over and I'm like, Ugh, I'll help her. So it goes faster. <laughs> I started making it and it was like my aha calming. I'm like, oh, this is what they mean by meditation. And it was like kind of my calming kind of way to do things. So I started making like lip balms and just different things. And friends kept asking me for it. So that's how I started my company. And and I wanted to donate the proceeds to other girls that were struggling with fertility because there's not a lot of information out there. So then in that time, during that time, I was starting a new company and becoming more and more aware of fertility still not totally, but trying. Um, I went in for my follow-up after the major surgery with the topic. And the doctor said, I think you should block your tubes. And I was like, what? I don't know. And, and she's like, yes, it's the only way for you to have a successful pregnancy because it could happen again. And again, I was so not informed. I kept saying, I don't, I don't think so. And I waited and we went back a week later and my husband came with me and she really kind of strong armed us. And she said, well, don't mistake your Google searching for my Harvard degree. And I'm like, I'm not, but like, I'm just looking at, you know, the research and I don't know, it just feels like you're taking a part of me and you're taking my last chance. So (laughs) really nervous on that. And so she's like, well, if you don't, you won't have a baby. 
and so the, it was fear. Yeah, right? that sounds very dramatic. First of all, yeah, yeah, very it's so hard when they medical. Yeah, it's so hard when they put so, it that way for us. But I just wanted to ask, so because I also never heard about like sort of that approach so is she was she coming from the idea that if you block the tubes then then you would you would do IVF right yeah then your only way is IVF. your only way is IVF and then the implantation and then the the embryo would just stay contained in the uterus in the uterus because it yeah. seemed like your yeah. problem was an implantation right because you had a few positive no. but yeah. it it sort of went yeah. the wrong way kind of thing interesting sort yeah. of idea i guess but what what happened did you get comfortable yeah. with that and and went with it or no we did um my left side they always seen a lot of scar tissue and i seem to have always like um fibroid cysts on the left side so when they did the major surgery, they did notice that the tube was like a lot of scar tissue around the left side. So when she went to block them, she said to me, um, we're gonna do it laparoscopy. And I said, I don't wanna go under cause I don't like the anesthesia. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, it's the best way. And I said, but the surgeon that did the big surgery, she said she couldn't even like see anything cause it was all blocked with scar tissue. And so she got that surgeon and another surgeon on the phone. And they kind of said like, listen, Crystal, I got this. Don't worry, I got this, I got this. So I trusted, you trust the doctors, right? At this time I was trusting the doctors and not myself. And I wasn't trusting my gut, which I always say now is my biggest thing. If you have like an inkling in your gut that something's not right, ask questions, get a second opinion, yes. do whatever. But I wasn't, I was just listening to them. And so we did the laparoscopy and the doctor's like, I'll be here when you wake up. Don't worry, I got this. She was like so positive and so sure. I woke up, she wasn't there and she wrote me a letter saying, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> a letter, a letter. She couldn't even stay to look at me. Wow. Because what that meant is now I have to heal from that surgery because I had to wait for the time to book the surgery. And you know, with fertility, time time is a crunch. And so we had to wait. And now I had to wait to heal from the surgery. And now I'm now I had to have um, a different surgery called Esher, which now right after that, two months after that, it was banned in Ontario. Really? So what they would can have you never explain? Can you explain? So what, that what is? they did after the laparoscopy didn't work, they did Esher, which is like a little coil, and they put it on each end of your uterus. So that the fluid can't go through. What happens and re the reason it was blocked, so I had my surgery, I think October and it was banned in Ontario in January. So how crazy is that? Mm -hmm. And what I've been told by recent doctors is it was banned because the coil and the scar tissue build up, right? So then it's blocked, your tube mm -hmm. is blocked, which was their goal. However, it can stick in your uterus and that then it will prevent implantation. Oh my God. Which they didn't tell me, they didn't even give me warnings or advice on nothing. 
So it's so important to ask questions. Like now, this is why I'm such a big advocate because I want everybody to know all the things I didn't do. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, like yeah. I find so fascinating and I'm, I'm so grateful to have the chance to talk to you and all these other amazing um, fertility warriors that I'm talking to, you know, um, men, women, all different and because there's always something different, like this one, I've never heard of the surgery before. And no. well, if it's banned in Ontario, well, it might not banned. be some, yeah, well, it might yeah. not be in other places. So if someone is listening to this and they get offered that, they, they should do their research and know all the different side effects or yeah. um, things that could potentially yeah. happen later. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was really scary. And when I found out, I was like, so furious, right? So there, there's just so many things. And, and, you know, this is the doctor that kept pointing to her wall saying, stop your research. This is my Harvard degree. And she said this a couple of times to me. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. and after that point, I was just, I didn't have any faith in her anymore, right? Well, and so at that time, yeah, the IVF funding was coming in and she's like, well, good news. Cause they knew they, they messed up because I was quite, I'm quite vocal. So <laughs> they knew I was upset. So they're like, you're going to be one of the first for the IVF funding. So we went to do the, the funding and my cycle was six days early. And still at this point, I'm still learning a little bit as I go yeah. and understanding <laughs> it's not all what the doctors say, but anyways, I still live at night. <laughs> My cycle is six days early. So I said to the nurse, I said to the receptionist, like my cycle is six days early. Is that okay? Does that matter? And they're like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So we do the, do the ultrasound and the blood work. And then my, um, all the medications and we weren't covered. My husband's benefits didn't cover one of the drugs. <laughs> so she had about $7,000 on the table there. And she said, um, She's telling me how to explain. And I said, can I ask, like, my cycle is six days early. Does it matter? And she's like, no, no, just sometimes that's the way it is. And I'm like, okay. And then she starts talking and she's like, I look at the screen and I had three follicles and two. So five total mm -hmm. follicles. And I'm thinking, wait, why is it so low? Like, I don't want to do IVF for five follicles. Mm. Like, that's scary. I want like 20. More. Yes, yes. yes. Or, or more, right? And I'm like, this is scary. And she's like, oh, that's the way it is sometimes. And I'm like, okay, but I, I no, I don't feel comfortable. I said, can I talk to a doctor? And she's like, no, it's okay. I, it's fine because like, I'm the IVF nurse and I know. And I said, I seen the surgeon that did my big surgery in the hall. I'd like to speak to her before I continue. And I was very firm and I got up and opened the door and she's like, I'll get her. Doctor mm -hmm. comes in and she's like, this is weird. Your cycle is always 28 days. This is very weird. She's like, I'm going to run another test. Don't take any medication, but if it's all right, come back and get the medication. I'm like, fine. I'll drive back half an hour. I don't care. I just yeah. want to make sure. Right. They call me and my FSH was like sky high for some reason. It was like at 12. And I was like, and normal, you should be around seven, right? Um, for my age at that time. So I was like, what? what happened? And she's like, yeah, so the doctor, and it was that nurse that had to call me back. And she's like, and the doctor said, yeah, don't start today. I'm like, but if I went to ask those questions, it would have been like abrasive enough to like say, no, I want to talk to the doctor. 
I would have did it. And I see a lot of the girls, you know, in the waiting rooms, we're all looking at our phones, we're looking down, we have a kind of embarrassment almost to be there. Or I don't know if that's the right word, like embarrassment, shyness, insecurity, we're mm -hmm. all going through the same thing, but we don't want to make eye contact with each other. <laughs> if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I'm pretty outspoken. And how many girls have gone through this and their bodies not even functioning? But they push it on them and they didn't ask the right question. So now I'm like, really, like, I'm like on a war path. I'm like, this makes no sense. And then the, I said, well, how do I lower my FSH? And the nurse said, there's nothing you can do. I'm like, I'm sure there is. And she goes, and they know I was doing acupuncture and I was taking like different, like um, IV therapies and things like that at that time and they they said oh well why are you wasting your money on acupuncture and it's proven that it works it helps yeah. and stuff so I was just like so the nurse said and don't don't try any of your natural stuff and I remember hanging up the phone and my mom was here at my house and she's googling and we found this um traditional Chinese medicine practitioner in Toronto that did acupuncture and lowered promised to lower FSH and in three months it was down to seven. Oh wow. <laughs> so, Look at that. Yeah, it makes it, me so mad too when they just dismiss and they dismiss it because they don't know. So you shouldn't yeah. talk about something that you don't know, right? Yeah. No. So it's okay yeah. if you don't know, just don't comment on it. Just don't say yeah. anything. Right? Don't urge, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. It just like blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, me too. There are so many different natural ways. I, I've never had to do it to lower FSH, but just being on different um, chat rooms and forums, how people can like just take different supplements and stuff and the acupuncture and diet so much because really yeah, that's yeah. just the imbalance right of uh of our yeah. hormones that that is doing that and then if you balance your hormones the way you do it is with good nutrition i don't know how it's like they, they don't I even know. How can we make this connection and <laughs> they cannot? It yes. just blows my mind. <laughs> Doesn't that, oh yeah, it's so Breaks frustrating. Yeah, so exactly. much. Yeah. Oh, good for yeah. you and your mom yeah. helping you. That's so cute too, that you oh, two yeah. together oh, yeah. found my that. My mom is, yeah, she's always been ahead of her time. Like she's always been into natural foods. Like we never had um, craft dinner, you know, uh, the craft dinner mac and cheese that the yes. kids have or um tag juice we never she made like homemade right like we never yeah. had the fun stuff except when we went to a friend's house that's funny but I'm I'm blessed I'm glad she did that now yes. but like back then when you're a kid it wasn't very fun but my I mama know. had always been like thinking natural and watch what you put into your body and such oh yeah. that's great yeah you had that from from your upbringing then I wanted to to ask yeah. you um going back so you, you told us how you created the um blue mist company and did you um did you know at that time exactly like how the 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 chemicals and toxins on beauty and health products how they affect hormones or was it something just like oh i don't like chemicals just overall did you know that that could potentially um, be affecting fertility at that point 
I didn't, but um, I started researching more. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is I, um, I shouldn't name the store, but anyways, you know the, the stores that have at this time, especially all the nice, beautiful smelling body butters and, and body sprays. Yeah. And they smell like you walk in the mall and they smell delicious. Like they smell like you smell, they smell so delicious. Yeah. And I would l- lather them. Like I love the smell of all of those. <laughs> And the and longer it lasts, the research. better. Yeah, we, we thought yeah. so, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, I can't even tell you. So I used to be obsessed with all of those those things, like perfumes and everything, body butters and stuff. So as I started doing the research, I'm like, oh my God, this really, really messes up your hormones. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started doing more and more research. And that's why I'm like, Wow, it's kind of, you know, I'm a really big believer in signs. I know <laughs> some people think it's too woo-woo, but for me, um, I just thought, wow, I'm finding my type of meditation for me in making products. And it's almost like a sign that I was meant to do it because it really helps clear somebody's hormones and helps boost their fertility. So it's just, it was just kind of one of those things that kind of fell into place. Yeah. Like another sign that I had that I was on the right path is as I, um, in between my surgeries, when they did the laparoscopy to the Esher that is canceled now in Canada mm-hmm. or in Ontario, at least, um, I had, a, I've never had a car accident or a surgery before that year ever. Right. And that surgery, I was going on to three surgeries. Mm-hmm. I get rear ended in my car and my neck just like seized up and everything. And so I went to physio and chiropractor and what the girl did was she put, you know, the cold medicine, she put it on my neck with the TENS machine and left for 45 minutes and then came back and that was my therapy and she was billing the insurance company. And I said, I'm not getting, I can do that at home with natural stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't like this idea. And I said, you're just charging the insurance company like $150, it makes no sense. So I talked to my insurance company and they said, well, I said, my back feels really tight, like the massages are helping and stuff. And they said, what if we do private one-on-one yoga? And I said, yeah, I would love, I used to be a runner, like doing marathons and stuff. And I said, I did hot yoga once, like after a marathon, because I just wanted to be in the heat and stretch Mm -hmm. my body out. So I would love to try it. And that's when I fell in love with yoga. <laughs> and yeah. that's when I realized, holy man, this works. This is like, people need to do like you, yeah. Pilates, yoga. We need to like get our bodies ready, right? Yes. So yeah. it was like oh, a blessing so that cool. I had that car accident. Mm-hmm. Cause I wow. would have never, I would have, I just thought I'm not a yoga person. I'm more like I'm runner. I'm like sports. I'm like yeah. high impact. Yeah. And now I do yoga every morning and I, I oh, can't not live without it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's so funny how we change yeah. too. And then when we're exposed to different things that like at a different part or phase of our life, depending what we're going through, we yeah. we sort of see it with a different eye kind of thing. Yeah. That's so, yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. I just so amazed how life just sometimes just guides us. If we just it let does. it and we see the signs. Yeah. It's so beautiful when things can happen yeah. like that. And then I wanted to ask you too about your fertility coaching. So how did that come about? And um, if you can tell us a bit about um, what you've been doing now, which I know is virtual, but um, 
Um, yeah, you can explain yeah. to us how your how your groups are or privates and just tell us a bit about how that practice um, is. Okay, so um, after a couple more things that were happening at the clinic, I I decided with the products, I wanted to donate a dollar or some money. I didn't know what it was at that time, I guess, but to women or couples struggling with fertility issues. And I wanted to raise awareness and I wanted to educate people and provide resources on all the things I didn't know. So that's why we started the charity because there wasn't really anything in Canada. Um, everything was going to different like organizations, but it wasn't actually directly helping anybody, like helping couples, helping women, helping, you know. Yeah. So that that's why we started that. And then from that, I kept getting question, more and more questions and more and more like asking for support. And so I, I didn't even know there was such thing as fertility coaching, let alone programs and stuff. And I actually stumbled upon it because uh, one of the girls that owns the, the program or the company, and they're like more of a doula company, she bought my products. And I've seen on the bottom when she sent me an email, I seen on her, the bottom of it said fertility something and or else I would have never known. It's mm -hmm. like you say, things happen for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. So from there, I took the fertility coaching program and I just thought there's so many people in need. So right now it's virtual. We were doing support groups in person, like in Mississauga and Burlington uh, once a month um, at both locations, so twice a month. Um, but now it's on virtual and it's awesome because we have people from the US. We had a girl from Australia, like all over Canada, Ontario, you name it. So it's really cool. We have quite a few people on the call sometimes. Um, and we just chat about stuff we're going through and just different tips and tricks of things we've learned or different suggestions or each girl um, can share what they've gone through or what they're going through if they want, if they feel comfortable, right? Some people just want to listen. And from every experience, I think people, people get something out of it. Mm -hmm. And now I see the girls helping each other in the group. So they'll be like, hey, Bianca, have you tried this? Or, yeah. you know, just, just everybody's helping each other. Or one girl recommended a different doctor because she's like, we're, we're all, everybody in the group was like consensus. I think you need to get a second opinion. So mm -hmm. it, it's really, really great. So those are the support groups and I do them once a month. And then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have a program that you can do for 30 days or 90 days. 90 days, I like it better because I believe you need 90 days to get your body all ready and primed yeah. and ready for success. Yes. And with the program, I go through everything like diet, I go through yoga and exercise and walking and meditations and um, what supplements because so many people take poor quality supplements and they're not doing their body's not absorbing them. And oh, what am I missing? Just like all the things to make your body complete and yes. ready and set you up for a successful pregnancy. So yeah, yeah, I oh, really, I love so, it. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. And you definitely have the vibe and energy I find to, to be a oh, coach. Yeah, I'm so positive. Um, but also the experience too, right? I think yeah. 
it's the experience you have with, with everything that you've been through is I'm sure so enriching in the conversations in groups and, and I'm sure with the with the privates as well. So, um, okay, so let's go back a bit, continuing, because okay. we keep sort of diverging a bit. So I continuing know. Your, yeah, no, it's good. That's how I like to, to talk, you know? <laughs> um, I don't like the, the classic, like, question yeah. and answer kind of interview. No, no. me either. <laughs> we don't like that. So um yeah, so continuing your story. So after you so you went through the surgeries and then you did the the surgery with that's now banned. I'm so still no, shocked. I know. And Grace. then but that worked in the end of the day it yeah. was okay and you didn't have any tubes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I was ready to do, so that took a six month healing process for the scar tissue to build around. So in that time I'm waiting and, you know, as a fertility warrior, each month you try, even at home, even if you know, and it's so hard because now my tubes are blocked. So I felt completely frustrated. Like it was just really, and I kept thinking, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Like I kept, this is in the back of my head the whole time. And then I'm, I'm now, I think I was actually in the fertility program and something made me, I think I got up at like two in the morning to research this, but I'm like, wait, they were so happy that they saved my tube at the end of that big major surgery. Mm-hmm. Why did she need to, to block my tubes? Because they weren't damaged. And so I start doing research and I'm like, yeah, they, if it was a real, like a regular atopic in my tube, they would have had to remove it because the tube was damaged and the chances of it implanting in my tube again after it was damaged was high. Mm. But it was never in my tube. It was on my ovary. Yeah. And the tube was fine and they were happy that it was in. And I was like, what? So I actually went into the doctors the next day and waited for her. And they made me wait like four hours for her mm-hmm. saying she was busy and she couldn't even take two minutes. And I said, why'd you block my tubes? It was on my ovary. My tube was fine. You guys were all happy that my tube was saved. She couldn't even give me an answer. She was like so upset that I figured it out. Because now my only option is to get IVF, right? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm like, that's why you pushed me and wanted me to do the funded IVF. Because you guys were worried that I would click in. Mm -hmm. And I was just like so devastated. So... I was, I had the funding for that time for the next time my body was healthy. Right. And it was at that clinic. Cause if I would have went to a different clinic, you know how you have to wait forever. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I start going, it's like six months later. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm now meditating, which I never could do before. I'm doing yoga. I'm taking the right supplements. I'm yes. walking. I'm you name it everything I'm doing acupuncture I was like ready and that was the FSH right yeah sorry that I yeah I forgot so now it's down and you're good to go okay and good to go everything's good and um I go to do the IVF and I start doing the the medications and I kept it was really weird I kept going you know, you have to go every day or every second day for blood work. Mm -hmm. And I kept complaining to everybody. Like I would like message you on messenger going, Bianca, I'm really tired. Something's wrong with me. I'm like, mom, I'm really tired. To my husband, Francois, something's wrong with me. I don't know. And I I was Googling, do I have a brain tumor? Because I was so tired. And for me, Mm -hmm. I have a ton of energy. So it's very weird. And I was literally sleeping for eight hours, getting up, taking a shower. I'd have my towel on and like try to brush out my hair. 
And um, while, while I was brushing out my hair, I would just go, I'm going to just lay it down for like five minutes. And I sleep for another five hours. So every time I was going to the clinic, I was saying, can you check my blood work? Something's wrong with me. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong, but I, I, I'm falling asleep everywhere. Like when I was mm-hmm. driving to the clinic, I literally, my eyes were shutting and they're like, mm-hmm. they kept telling me, you're just stressed. You're just stressed. You're just, it's just anxiety. You're just stressed about what's happened in the past. And I'm like, no, really, mentally, I'm really good, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's and incredible like, my- how they don't, they don't trust what we're saying about our own bodies. <laughs> it's no, just, nothing. Oh, I'm laughing, nothing. but it's infuriating. It really is. They just it really don't, is. it's our own body that we have lived with for like over 30 years at this point (laughs) and and they still they don't trust us yeah no no. okay and so and all they kept doing is they they kept checking my tsh and they're like your thyroid's Mm. fine everything's fine and i would literally at that clinic at one fertility in burlington i would literally see doctors in the hallway and be like can you check my blood something's wrong with me and they'd be like, okay, can you run something? And it would come back that I was fine. So I'm like, so then I was like literally Googling brain tumors. Cause you know, that's where you always go brain tumor, right? I don't know why, but everybody goes brain tumor. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? So we go through the IVF and it did, it failed. And the next week I had heard about a doctor in the US that guaranteed IVF. So we flew like a crazy person, right? Like we are flew to see why that doctor knew that he could guarantee it but no Canadian doctor was guaranteeing it right yeah yeah so we flew and he wanted all new blood work for me so I did blood work we sent it he got it we sent it Saturday to him and I showed up Monday morning and um sorry about that the doggy (laughs) um, that's okay so when he got the blood work, first thing he said is, how are you feeling? How are you standing? Because my um, hemoglobin was right crashed. My vitamin D levels were crashed. My LH was crashed. They weren't even checking that. They didn't even check basic vitamin D if my body was functioning. Hemoglobin was completely depleted. So it was really crazy. (laughs) It's so superficial. I find that that blood work that they do, just the regular ones, so superficial. I know like here in Canada is more complicated too, because we, you can't just walk into a lab or, or, or pay for a doctor and say, I want this, 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 and that, right? We have to go to yeah. the family doctor. The, the fertility doctor asks for some things, but they don't always ask for everything. Like I had no. to look for a fam- I looked for a, fam- a new family doctor recently. And the first thing, as soon as I sat on the chair, you know, we have our 15 minute intro, yeah. whatever, you know, only this 15, yeah. only 15. Yeah. They start like standing up and shushing you out yeah. after 15. Exactly. So the first thing I told her, as soon as I sat down, I said, look, I am trying to get pregnant. It's been a long time and I'm working with a naturopath. He cannot order blood work. Um, himself. So I need to know that you're going to work with him and whatever he needs that you can give me a requisition. Are you okay with that arrangement? And that was the first thing. And I had in my head, if they answer no, then I'm out. And then until I find someone that agrees with that, I was lucky that she said yes. (laughs) And and (laughs) yeah, because sometimes they won't. 
Yeah, they, she still asks me a lot of questions once I say, you know, I want this. She doesn't just do it, but she still wants to know why and blah, blah, blah. And then she understands. And then she's like, yeah, maybe I'll yeah. ask for this too. And then she even completes and asks for more. So I, I found a good one, but the one I had before was like pulling teeth and it was like nothing. I could get nothing from her. So it's, I that's an like important thing. I feel like it's a competition. Yeah, I feel like they think it's a competition or something. Yeah, well, really, instead of thinking that it's like, a team, yeah, you should be working all together yeah. as a team instead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's exactly. so cool that you had this that that you had this experience. I didn't know about that. So how did it go with that mm -hmm. doctor after he was more thorough? It was good, but it was very. I, we would have went to him. And what they did actually there in the U.S. is they did, we went in and they did a whole bunch of testing for us, but they also did a mock embryo transfer just to see how your uterus is to make sure it's not tilted. They did all these tests on us that here, they never, they just play with our embryos, right? Like, have you ever had a mock embryo transfer? Like they never would do that in a million years but they just make sure because they don't want to mess up with your actual embryos. And so, so many things. And this doctor also, um, he, he believed in like, you know, kind of like the whole body, like the naturopath that, you know, have a team, have a team. So that's, that's when I think I really started and I nailed down my course and I said, I need to give information to others because mm -hmm. it, it was kind of getting crazy because there's so many things that were happening and, and I just thought how many other people are going through this, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. it's just the emotional toll and, and financial with, yeah, yeah, with just not even making yourself. Yeah, what happened to me um, with my naturopath when I went the first time, I had um, candida. Um, okay, deep, yeah. yeah, a lot of it from what, like all that he was asking and stuff. And that's like yeah. an East an yeast, right, that spread, can spread through your whole body. So it, it's not just like if you're itchy down there, like I didn't even have that. You don't, yeah. No, like my biggest sy uh, symptom was itchiness on my head. So oh. I'm like trying all different like dandruff shampoos, shampoos, natural, not washing my hair. <laughs> like I was trying all different things. Yeah. And nothing baking was helping. soda, nothing was helping. Um, some things would alleviate, you know, but nothing yeah. was helping. And the first thing he said, he's like that itchiness on your head is candida. And then he Googled just to show me, you know, he just put on Google candida and fertility and like yeah. a thousand of different um <gasps> researches and and articles and everything and he's like your doctor never um asked you anything like how's your body and everything because that was like really bothering me if anyone yeah. asked me how I felt I would always say you know I, I have this thing and it, it's always always it's embarrassing as well because you don't want to be near someone that's like constantly yeah. <laughs> itching their head that's true <laughs> like, yeah, what's wrong absolutely. with that girl I don't want to be too close to her so you yeah, know I'm, yeah. I'm teaching and I'm seeing different people my clients and my students all the time and I'm like just like holding my hands down so I'm not itching my head all the time and like no one even you know and that was his first thing is like I saw him after I had three failed transfers of my funded cycle 
yeah. um, that, that you did too. And, um, and he said it would have never worked because your yeah. body is just so out of order. And that was just one thing, right. That, that we had to, to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing you need your body to be working. So it does work. So you, you can, yeah. And that's just the most frustrating because I feel like the medical doctors are just focused on IVF, 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 IVF. And they're not listening to their patients and what they might need or what might a simple like little fixes, right? Yeah. 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 It's not yeah, even a, like yeah. a vitamin D test, like Jesus. It's not that Come hard, on. people. Come on. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, and that's the hemoglobin. And and mm-hmm. after the doctor said that to me, I'm like, oh, that's why I've been so tired, you know, yeah. when the light bulb goes on. I'm like, I don't have a brain tumor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're like, and then he, I remember him saying, well, when did you do IVF last? I'm like, last week. And he, he shook his head and he's like, these Canadian doctors, he goes, I know a lot of stuff is paid for in your healthcare system, but they're not, it's, it's points because they spend so much money and they're not even making the right steps. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yes. Yes, like some medical doctors get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is shifting. Like I, I do work with a lot of clinics now and mm-hmm. it is sh- some, some clinics are shifting, but I find yeah. a lot want to use the cookie cutter approach. Oh, okay. Monitor cycle, monitor, do a couple rounds of IUI, push them to IVF. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no we can't cool. figure it out. And right. Just, like I feel just- like everybody. It's like a trial. It's like you said, you know, it's like they're playing around with our embryos. Those little buggers are very expensive. <laughs> By the time you reach to an embryo, like you spend oh a lot God. of money. It's no joke. Oh, yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. It's yeah. so stressful. Yeah. Very, very. The financial, it's very hard to get um, out of the financial stress as much as we try to, to say, you know, everything yeah. is worth it. I know like all the the mothers from from IVF, you know, they always say, right, no matter what, it's always going to be worth it. In the end, you're going to look back, you're not going to care if you spent like 10,000 or 100,000. But while you're in it, it's like so super stressful. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wanted that's to, what, that's a big pressure for I think everybody is the financial yeah. stress. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask about, um, I'm always curious to, to know if you have any tips about um, coping besides the things that you already mentioned. So doing your, yeah. your own um, beauty products and then creating your company and that all became sort of therapeutic for you. Yeah. I'm sure being able to help people as well must be like such a nice sort of calming and good for your emotional self well it's really nice when you hear good news when you get like you know as fertility warriors when you see another like a friend or a sister-in-law or who an employee at work get pregnant it's very frustrating Mm -hmm. and we all hate it but when you see another fertility warrior get pregnant it's so different. Like oh I can't God. explain it. You're like, oh yeah, you deserve it. Yes. <laughs> I'll yeah. go to your baby shower because you deserve it. However, <laughs> the other ones, forget it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, isn't it? It's just crazy. So oh. when I get messages and um, our groups meet the first Wednesday of the month, and I always say, I'll I'll message like if I don't hear from some of the regulars I'll be mm. like hey are you okay because some of them like you get your ups and downs right and some yeah. 
might not want to go. And a lot of times when I'll be like, come on, just pop on the call. You don't have to say, say anything after they'll be like, Oh, thank you so much. But often when I'm working with people, they'll say, I have news. I'm two weeks or we just got a positive. We need to go for the second beta or I'm like, you know, going to be 12 weeks. Like I have one girl Christmas day. She's going to be 12 weeks and working together for like a long time. So I'm so happy for her. Yeah. That's so So exciting. So there's like all those things. Yeah. All of that helps. (laughs) So that really makes it worth it. Yeah. 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 And how, and how do you feel that, that um, this whole journey changed um, you as a person and also you and your husband, like your relationship? Oh, I feel like sometimes I feel like was this, because it, it's just been so draining and like financially it's main stress, especially for men. So when I'll do like a talk at like one of the clinics or wherever it might be at, at the fertility show or whatever, it's always as soon as I mention finances, the guys like tense up. Mm-hmm. right because they're like how much now how much right and they're so stressed because I think the men take on more of the financial stress and we take on the emotional yeah so for us I think it's been been trying because for guys like especially my husband he doesn't know what to say or to do or how to support right and it's been so long that we're both tired of it yeah. <laughs> Yeah. we just like okay give us this baby <laughs> I don't know enough even in the summer enough. we looked into adoption right nice. and we did like the courses that you need to do to adopt or whatever in Canada mm-hmm. and they're grueling too right like yeah it's, it's like a job almost all the stuff you have to do and it's very scary in Canada how the adoption process works because they want you to, they want the child to, most adoptions go to another family member, like whether it be an aunt or whatever. Mm. And so we just weren't, after a while, weren't comfortable because they want you to keep in communication and have the child visit with the family or the birth mother or whatever it might be. And we just like stepped away. So we've been through it all. We've thought about everything. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely challenging. But well, you guys are still here and you're still moving forward. So we're still here and fighting. (laughs) Still fighting, exactly. Um, Crystal, I would love to um, hear if you have any advice for our listeners, anything that is like a book maybe or a quote uh, a mentor, anything that maybe helped you through that you learned from, or that just helped okay. you through any of the, the the struggles that you've been through all these years that you can mention? Well, one thing I, I always recommend is um, to do a little journal mm-hmm. um, for several reasons, because I think if you journal like at the beginning of the day or at night, your thoughts, it helps you release and get it on paper so you can kind of let it go. So I really advise, I always recommend that like before bed, just jot what happened today, good or bad or whatever. But the other thing is at the end of the month, at the end of the year, whatever it might be, when you get your little rainbow baby in your hand, you look back through the journal and you remember all the stuff you because you always think you're going to remember, or you always think you might not want to remember. But I think it's important to write everything we go through down because we've gone through a lot. And it helps you release 
on the daily basis, but then you, you won't forget how much, how much you've grown, even how much you've struggled. So that is my biggest tip or advice or whatever you might call it. I always, any, anybody I work with, I always get them to start journaling and it really helps because you don't go to bed with all those thoughts floating in your head, right? You kind of get them out and they're on the paper. You close the book go to sleep <laughs> yeah so it clear it helps clear a bit and then it also helps yeah. you give perspective yeah I love those yeah. two yeah yeah and in the I... morning I love like the gratitude journal so just kind of like write three good things that you want to happen that day yeah you know and just so it puts in perspective or three things you're really thankful and it just helps like shift your energy for the day. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, what that's I find. <laughs> I, I have a friend of mine a few years, actually five years ago, um, showed me, I don't know if she posted or I just saw her using it. It's a, it's a five year um, journal. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. It's on no, Amazon. No, I have the five minute, I have the five minute journal. Okay. No, this is, that, is five years no, and it's just, it's years. called, I think one line five year journal, something like that. Oh. I have, yeah, I found it on um, Amazon and maybe I'll put it on the link for this yeah. episode. So you can, yeah, um, yeah, I can send it to you too. So it's, yeah. So it's super small. You literally just write one sentence um, on per day, but it's on one yeah. page, five years. So, yeah, so you get to see exactly like what you did or what you were thinking, what happened yeah, yeah. last year, like five years through. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Very, that's a very cool one. It sort of ties up. With, I want to see that one. Yeah, because yes. I do right now, I do the five minute journal. So what okay. it is, it's in the morning you do, I think, three things you're grateful for, I think. I do it every morning. You would think that I haven't, but I do really. So three things you're grateful for, three good things you want to happen that day and some affirmations. And then at night you write down um, three things that, three good things that happened that day and something that could have gone better or something you wish had gone better yeah but it's just a simple thing every night and yeah it's really cool That's morning nice. and night yeah 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 oh, yeah the five year one's really five cool. year it's so cool because you can see exactly what happened just recently it was about like her first transfer from 2016 because it was like November uh, of 2016. Yeah. So I'm writing down yeah. whatever happened and then I read back and I'm like, wow, like four years ago, this yeah, was like our first seem... trans. Yeah. It's, yeah, it doesn't very seem cool like you've been going at. through it for so long and yeah. Yeah, it so it's, <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. And it makes us feel like grateful for everything that we've that we've been through and everything that we've pulled through as well. Um, yeah, yes. it really and then does. we will we will wrap it up with you just telling us um, a bit about your um, like your website, how it works for people to find you and your social media handles and all that. Okay. So um, for fertility coaching. Um, the website is uh, fertilityblooms with an s.com for the charity. And we do have to, I'm fixing up all the, the websites in January. So please bear with them. <laughs> but for the fertility, um, for the charity that we run, and we are, we like you mentioned, we were just about to do the fundraiser. We actually had paid for this big art gallery and we we're going to do this amazing 
events. So we're, we are going to try to figure out how to, how to do again, yeah. um, somehow virtually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that one is called bloominghopes.com. And, uh, the bloomist, the product line, which a dollar, most of the products go to the fertility charity is called bloomist. So B L O O M I S S.com. And most of the handles are at Bloomist Naturals, at Bloomist, at Fertility Blooms, and at Blooming Hopes. Perfect. So they all have blooming somehow in them. <laughs> <laughs> so just Google blooming fertility. Yeah, blooming something. <laughs> Canada, Ontario, you'll get there. Yeah, I'm gonna put all yeah. of those. I'm gonna put all oh, of those. Oh, and links. we have absolutely. We have a discount for Fertility Warriors. Yeah. I'm gonna make it easier. We'll just do fertility instead of infertility. Okay. Fertility will give them a discount of 20% off if anybody oh, wants to try any products or yeah, treat nice. themselves to something. Or oh, I definitely over from, recommend, like, definitely, definitely yeah. recommend my, Thank my, you. my next purchase is going to be the, the brown mascara. I was just waiting for that oh, to, yeah. to come I out. Know. It just came out this week. I did. I didn't just, I, when we, I just do products that I like use, I guess. And I didn't realize mascara would be such a huge hit. And then when the brown, people kept asking for brown mascara and I'm like, yeah, really? Like, it's one of those things that you just don't know. Yes, I know, <laughs> you get, learn. Yeah, we've been getting amazing reviews. So I'm really happy with that. Yeah, That's it's awesome. been exciting. Yes. So thank well, you so I'm much for having happy. me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for coming. And it's a pleasure to know a bit more details about your journey. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking again soon. Yes, and, sure. and following each other's paths as well. I wish you and your husband and your family um, the, all the best. And I hope that yes. this, this rainbow baby you comes too. really, really soon. <laughs> for both of us. Yes, for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, for Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know we talk a lot, the two of us. And yeah, I hope it was informative and fun to listen to. Remember to follow Crystal on all her social media handles that are on the notes and check out the website and check out the discount code fertility for um, a 20% off. And yeah, just order whatever you want there just research and guilt-free because you know everything is going to be clean and chemical free for you to put on your body i will see you guys next tuesday remember to follow subscribe send us some love um, print screen and share on your social media and tag me so I can um, thank you personally for tuning in and yes I will see you guys next week with some more fun life chats This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all and I'll see you soon.